Well, hello. You are listening to the Swinging Flamingo Podcast. This is a sexually explicit podcast, and you must be 18 to listen unless you want to share an awkward listening experience with your parents. This is not professional advice. This is our opinion based on our journey through the swinging lifestyle. So, are you ready to flamingo with us? How are you doing? Doing good. Melting. I need that shirt that I have that says uh, having a meltdown with the ice cream melting because that is how I feel down here. It is hot as balls down here. That's all I can say about it. We had, what, 25-day streak of 100-plus temperatures? Feels like it, yeah. I don't know. We're at the record, though. We're getting very close. For once, I don't give a shit about records. I'd rather not break this one. Well, with that said, you'll probably hear our AC kick on because it is too hot. I think we fucked it up. Isn't this the part where we're supposed to say, Hi, this is Lee. This is Mrs. Flamingo. And this is episode 45 of Yada Yada Yada. Yep, exactly. I guess we got to get those formalities out of the way. Well, you know that we don't ever go to the rules. It's a random shit show every time we turn on the mic, so I don't think there is a progression to it. (laughs) So are we on time or are we behind on this episode? We're probably behind. To be honest, I don't care, though. I think we kind of go mid-month releases anyway, anymore. Yeah, we did that for a long time, and then we thought we had to do the first of the month, and it kind of threw us off. First of the month is just too hard. We have too much going on. There's never an easy week. We've always got something going on lately. Have we been doing more or less lately? What do you think? More random stuff, less lifestyle, I feel like. Less travel for the lifestyle. I say that, and then look at the dates we've been on and the little events. And I don't know, I was thinking about that the other day. Have we been going hard or we've been slacking off? I really don't know the answer to that. I know I'm tired, exhausted, just mentally exhausted. Well, let's talk a little bit about why we're so damn tired, or you are at least. Work and personal life has been crazy for us lately. I just got back recently from a trip to Padre, which... Usually you don't have to twist my arm to go down there. It is so fucking nice, and that is the nice stretch of Texas Ocean down there. It's crystal blue. The weather was nice. The food was amazing. Yeah, you send me pictures like almost every day constantly. Look at me. Look at me. I'm finishing my work day at a beachside bar, drinking Mai Tais and shrimp ceviche. Meanwhile, you're back in the heat of Texas. Mm-hmm. I was hoping you got some bad shrimp, but you didn't. That's a shitty thing to say. Karma. That's what you get for while I'm working, you sending me pictures of the ocean view. Well, you got to be a big deal and rub elbows with some celebrities or pseudo-celebrities or future president or something. Yes, I uh, did an event and put on a luncheon for Ted Cruz. Is he as short in real life as he is on TV? No, he does have a mullet, though. That's what shocked me. I've seen his hair online on TV and stuff, and I didn't realize that it's real short on the side. It's kind of like how mine is, but it's so curly that I think he puts it out when it's on TV for the public. But when you see him in person, he has a freaking mullet. Well, you remember back last February or two Februarys ago, he got in trouble when the power grid started going down in Texas, and he was on a plane to Mexico. I think he learned his lesson from that and said, fuck it, I'll, I'll sit here and endure the heat with the rest of the Texans. Yeah, but I think that was kind of a crappy deal because he already had a vacation planned. And so, I mean, anyone would have went. They just wanted to roast him on it. But let's talk about uh, the celebrity that you ran into. So one of my work-related trade shows, I was in a booth next to John Force, which if you're not familiar with who he is, he's a NHRA drag racing legend. He also has two super hot daughters that are drag racing legends or future drag racing legends. It's funny, all the customers that stopped by our booth that was next to his, that everybody said the same thing. I wonder if he brought his daughters. Oh my go, go ask them and see. 
You dirty pervs. That's all you think about. Hot girls and drag racing cars. Yeah, that's on my mind occasionally. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you, when is a hot girl not on your mind? I'm just curious. Yeah, that's what I thought. I, you can't I'm even sure think. I'm, when I'm doing business. Really? Why are you still looking at me? <laughs> because when you're on your conference calls, you're still trolling on Facebook. <laughs> when are you not thinking about girls? I'm just curious at this point. Oh, heat's getting hot in here. He's starting to sweat. As you say, anyway, moving on. Mm-hmm. Now let's change the subject because I know you want to. Let's talk about some of the trips we've done. Last time we talked about Naughty in New Orleans. And we were actually heading out, I think like, within a couple days to go down to our Florabama trip, which was a couple days in New Orleans and then a couple days in Florabama. We went down with four other lifestyle people that we've known for seven plus years. On the way down there, we actually thought we were meeting up a day early and then we come to find out we weren't. So we kind of took our time getting down there and we stopped at a little town that Still Magnolias was recorded in. I had no idea. It was so cool. This was a cute little town. I had done a class there years before and was telling you about it when we realized we had open schedule. We're actually going to go to New Iberia, which is where the Tabasco plant and factory is. They were closing before we got there. So I said, hey, I know this cute little town we can stop at, eat dinner, walk the riverside. But as you mentioned, I didn't realize before that it was where Still Magnolias was filmed. I didn't get to do a lot of sightseeing. And there's a beautiful river that runs through town. On one side of the river, there are a bunch of mid-century modern houses with willow trees that grow over the road, make it really scenic. But as we were stopping at a couple of the coffee shops and little cafe bars, we were seeing a bunch of still magnolia. Memorabilia. Memorabilia, like, thank you. What is happening? Like, what is, what's going on with this town? <laughs> it was just kind of odd that it was, you know, an older movie and it was everywhere. Do you remember the name of the town? No, I don't. It was Natchitoches, Louisiana. Now, there's also Nacogdoches, and they're spelled almost exactly the same, but if you go to Natchitoches, God, I'm not even sure I'm saying it right, Nacogdoches, Nacogdoches, that's it, Nacogdoches, Louisiana, and don't pronounce it correctly, they will get on your ass. So let's get in the nuts and bolts of this trip. It was an interesting trip. I have to say there was a little bit of anxiety going in. We haven't really covered it, but our relationship with KB kind of came to an abrupt end, and we scheduled this trip before everything kind of ended with her, I guess you could say. So there was a little bit of anxiety from both sides, as well as mutual friends that were going with us. Now, I know you said that you had some high anxiety going into it because everybody's asking you where we're at with her. Yeah, and it it kind of is hard when you're in the lifestyle and you get into these relationships, not only for the people that, I mean, just like think of a regular dating relationship. You have a breakup, you not only get the two, but then you throw in a third or a fourth person it just gets really chaotic, I guess I would say. And I didn't want to speak for you to them about how you're feeling and your thoughts. So that kind of caused a little more anxiety for me than it should have. For a little bit of transparency, basically what happened is I think feelings were developed all around that were never properly addressed and didn't ever really get to step at that next level or talk about stepping it to that next level. And then I think some of us started feeling a little neglected and just... Yeah, I think there was definitely some lack of communication. And I do think that was a big issue. But then to add a trip together after we've kind of gone cold and not talking, it just it made it for an awkward situation. Now, the bad part is this should have been an amazing trip. But I think you have six people in a group that all have natural anxiety anyway and throw in a little bit of relationship tension. It was tough. 
Well, and all six people were all close beforehand, so we all, everyone knew what was going on, and everyone had talked to everyone involved. So it's not like someone was in the dark or you had that buffer couple that could kind of be like, let's go over here and just re and not think about this. It wasn't a total shit show, though. I'd say for the most part, everybody in the group enjoyed some aspect of it. I just also think that we all weren't jiving as a group. Different schedules, different agendas. It just it didn't jive real good. Yeah, it was just a weird visit. But let's talk about some of the highs that we had. Because it wasn't totally bad. Which you want to start with here? Let's talk about New Orleans. Let's do the uh, tour we went on. Luckily, all of us in the group were hard drinkers. So someone scheduled us a tour at the Sazerac House. Was that correct? Yep. And what, as many times as we've been to New Orleans, we've never even entertained this. And it was a really good tour. They kind of talked about the history of Prohibition, the differences in the drinks, the differences in the alcohols, the histories of the alcohols and how they were brought here by slaves or traders, etc. And they also gave us free drinks. Now, I think that one reason we never did it before is because I was always like, I'm not a whiskey drinker. I don't want to do this. But they had rum there. They had uh, gin, vodkas. And I come to realize that I like bitters, but different kinds of bitters. I mean, there was just so many different things. It was such a cool tour. We, I recommend it for anyone. When you get into a whiskey drink, an inexperienced bartender can overdo it on the bitters, which they are exactly what their name says. They are a bitter tasting seasoning. And I think some of the old fashions you might have had in the past have been a little strong on the bitters Yeah, and kind of gave it a little bit of a wang for lack of better terms. Yeah. So that was really cool. And I recommend it. It was actually a free tour. And then the actual whiskey and everything was actually a lot cheaper than what you buy at the liquor store. So that was really cool. We did get to enjoy some good dinners with the group there, as well as the hotel we stayed at was really nice. Everybody seemed to enjoy the pool there in the courtyard. And we met all kinds of interesting people at the poolside. I mean... Lifestyle people? I, I'm pretty sure they were lifestyle people. They were people. playing, if not. Yes. We also got to take a couple of them to our favorite place, one of our favorite places, the dungeon. Yeah, and it was under construction, the downstairs, and so we went upstairs, which we typically don't go upstairs. It was different upstairs. One thing, if you've been to the dungeon that you know, is there are no pictures allowed. And KB broke out her phone, and a dude basically jumped out from nowhere, said, you can't take pictures in here. I'm like, shit, we knew that, but it's just habit. Yeah. They're serious about that shit. Yeah. Let's jump ahead and let's talk about the Floribama Bar, because that is really cool. The Floribama Package and Liquor, yeah, it is a badass freaking bar there on the ocean side. If you're familiar with like Gillies or Billy Bob's, it kind of has that feel to it. It's multi-level. There were, I'd say, two restaurants in it, multiple bars. I'm trying to add up. I'm thinking there's at least four or five different areas where you can listen to music off the top of my head. I mean, you got lost in there easy. Yeah, if you were drunk trying to find your group, you were probably in trouble. Well, our condo was super nice. It was right there on the beach. We all had nice rooms. And again, there's an amazing pool. Plus, you could walk another 100 steps and be at the ocean. Yeah, the only thing is, is that, and I don't know if it's because I've gotten older or what, but there are so many dang kids. I have never realized. <laughs> listen, listen to what you just said. So many dang kids. I know. I mean, and we took our kids on vacation, but I think that for some reason there was an overload of kids there. It was so bizarre. You couldn't get away from kids there at all. No. And when we went down to the ocean side, we got a umbrella and some lawn chairs mm-hmm. so everybody could kind of relax and be out of the heat a little bit. The people next to us were literally having a fit. I was wearing short shorts. I wasn't in a Speedo, but I was in some shorter shorter length shorts, and you were in a thong, and they were having a fit because we had so much skin showing, which was crazy because when I went to Padre, I don't think I saw a girl in a full-budded swimsuit. Literally everything in South Padre was thongs. 
Well, and to that, there was teenage girls walking up and down the front of the beach side that had on not as stringy thong as mine, but it covered probably half their butt. I just think we had Karens on both sides of us under yep. the pavilions. They everybody's just they seem to be making too big of a deal out out of what we were wearing. It's like, hey, don't look. There's a whole 180 view outside of where we're sitting. Well, and there's a difference. I was just wearing a swimsuit. I wasn't trying to be sexual with it or anything like that. I'm literally just tanning. As we mentioned in the last episode, we are making some adjustments to our dynamics. So let's talk a little bit about how we are changing things up. So now we kind of talked last episode a little bit about us changing our dynamics and we're adventuring more into the hot husbanding. What's your thoughts? What's your definitions on that? What's my thoughts? I think it's fucking fantastic. <laughs> what, what? I wouldn't say that. Oh, the definitions cover why we are leaning towards what we're going to call hot husbanding. And I don't know if that's an actual term. It just kind of fits. But We're coining it, if not. Look at us being all influencers. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, I like the um, hot wife scenario. I think it's very respectful. It's very, this is what's happening. I don't want to say it doesn't have the emotions in it, because I know it does, but it is a little bit more, it's different than swinging. It's, I don't know how to explain it. It's more, this is why we're here. This is what's going to happen. There. Is not as many games, I guess you could say. I like that answer. They do seem to have their shit together about what the goal of it is. It makes it a little bit more transactional. Maybe takes out some of the feelings, which... I do think you can get feelings, but I, I think that... I mean, you know why you're there, and you're not doing as many as the emotional games as swingers do, I guess. Is that fair? That's very fair. That seems to be the biggest problem is on a hookup is getting everything and the stars to align and everybody's schedules to align. And just, there's a lot of, you know, two by two situation requirements, hot wifing, you know, granted there's a couple and a, another guy, but typically the, you know, the interaction is between the other guy and the wife. So it's kind of just set up and it, you know why you're there. Yeah. Now with that said, we're changing this and I know you had posted some stuff online but there is a difference. We're not playing separate. I mean, we are, but we don't have like the open relationship playing separate. We are doing this based off of hot wifing kind of rules, I guess you could say. Well, somebody fired you up online when I was just kind of asking about it. And, you know, if anybody played that way is somebody made the comment about being a cuck queen, which fired your ass up. Yeah, I'm still pissed about it. Fuck that bitch. Why does that piss you off? Because I'm not... I'm not controlling you. I'm not like putting a cage on your dick saying who you can or can't. That's not that's not a cut queen. A cut queen would be the flip. That would be you basically being degraded and whatnot. But I don't see that as a form of being degraded. You picking partners or approving partners. You're not necessarily being degraded. Now, from a guy's point, that would be a cuckolding in that relationship. But a cut queen would be where you are being chastitied. Oh, but that's ridiculous. Because if I want to have sex with someone, I'll have sex with someone. Some women may be into that, like some guys are into it, you know, being degraded that their husband's with a better woman or blah, 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 which in our aspect, that's not, that's not an issue. So yeah, she's stupid. Well, say how you really feel. Yeah. And the girl that said that whenever this doesn't work out that you could call her, no, fuck her too. <laughs> so she's gone to the no column? Yeah, she's gone to the fuck no and that's a perfect example of why we're doing modeling this off of how uh, hot wifing is because I'm still involved. I'm still able to, I don't want to say pick, but 
be involved in the process of who you're going to be sleeping with. Because like that last bitch, she's basically saying, oh, call me up whenever you and your wife don't work out. And she fucking doesn't know us. She doesn't know why we're doing this or not doing this or what we're doing. That's fucking BS. She's just a fucking keyboard warrior. That's a goddamn bitch. Have you been sneaking in my Flintstone vitamins? You're a little testy today. Yep, I am. So anyways, what's your thoughts on this uh, new dynamic? So I've got some questions for you. Are you setting me up with dates now? Are you doing the hookup for me? Because we haven't really talked about how this works. Well, in the past, I have sent girls to you to... I guess we've kind of done this over the last few years, though, if you think about it. I just haven't set you on dates. So is this our go-to now? No, not necessarily. But, I mean, we are trying to adventure into this a little bit. We're learning as we go. So we've established that you set them up for me or not. Again, there's questions to be answered here. I don't know. We don't know anyone that does this, do we? We're breaking new territory, breaking new ground. I would say you're online more. And so if you were interested in someone, I think that you would let me know you were interested in them. And then we would go from there. Because when we've been at events in the past, I have just sent girls basically to you and sent a hookup. We've kind of done this for years. <laughs> We're just skirting on new territory here. So. Yeah, of course. And that's why there are no rules. This is our journey. So I give you my top 10 list. What do you what do you do from there? Well, first, or what do I do from there? That's, that's the deal. Me, I don't want to overstep. You give me your list and I'm going to go through there and make sure that fucking bitch isn't on there. <laughs> She's irrelevant to me, babe. I'm not even sure who she is. So I ran to off Facebook. So, But I'm just saying, like, I think I go through the list and I make sure there, that there's no red flags on anyone. And then I go through possibly meeting them if I haven't met them. Okay. So I'm going to elaborate off this. And you can say yes or no or clarify if you want. Married women. Yeah. I mean, they're in the lifestyle. Yeah, that's fine. They know why they're there to have sex with you. Single women. Uh, I'd have to meet the unicorns first. Make sure why they're wanting to be with you. Just look at me. You're sitting across from me. That's all you need. Well, they're not moving in with us. We're not getting into a relationship with them. I want to make sure that it's just sex. Okay. You're not buying them shit. <laughs> the look you're giving me is priceless, and I don't think it's a good look. This is the same shit as if we were playing together. It's the same answers. Okay. Randos. Where would that go if that conversation came up? I don't know. I think they would fall under the other ones. Because let's say you were down in Padre and you met a girl down there at the bar. I would think that you'd give me the respect enough to talk to me about it. And probably at that point, I would even maybe even just FaceTime real quick and be like, just chat with her for a second and then go from there. Because... Here's our deal. Our rule is no anal penetration and condoms. So I trust you enough to know that you're going to do that. But if you meet a rando, let's say down at Padre, I want that chick to know you are married. You are, you know, the, our marriage is okay. And that I know what's going on. You're not cheating on me. Hmm. I wasn't expecting that answer. That was kind of a odd question I just wanted to throw out. But by the same token, here's my deal. If, if I'm not telling that's i don't even see us going there but if i wasn't telling you that's cheating yeah exactly we've know of uh situations like that recently with people we know too that were like oh shit it actually cheating happens quite a bit where people think that they can because they have open marriages or 
you know, they're allowed to play that they just go off and don't tell their spouses. And for me, that's just why are you with someone if you're going to start cheating? Because there is cheating in the lifestyle. And I'm just trying to spark conversation between us, get other people thinking, too, you know, based on what our values are. You say, OK, you can play with a rando. Does that make us have an open relationship now? Because we've always kind of viewed that as part of an open relationship. No, because like I said, you're going to tell me up front. So I don't think so. Just to clarify, what do we consider a open relationship then? Where you're just going off and going to Padre and sleeping with whoever and I don't know anything about it and you're doing whatever you want. You're going on dates with whoever and you're not letting me know. Okay, I would kind of consider an open relationship being like you can do whatever and you don't necessarily have to tell. We know a lot of people like that, that they're just like, we do whatever we want. They always say we do tell, but we don't necessarily have to. So I consider that an open. So it's kind of teetering on, teetering on a little bit. Yeah. And my deal is, is if you're with someone, then why do you not want to tell your partner what you're doing sexually or with someone? Because, I mean, sex is a little bit intimate. So you are being a little more intimate with someone. And why do you want to tell, why would you not want to tell your partner you're doing this? So it sounds like we've got a lot to think about. And if anyone has any thoughts besides calling me bad names, fuck you bitches, uh, let us know what you think, what you think. Well, that was kind of an odd discussion to have first time out on microphone rather than in the car or in the kitchen, wasn't it? Yep, not communi- like we didn't have communications beforehand on this. No, not really. We talked about it, but we didn't really dig into details. And I just kind of wanted to hear your responses under pressure. <laughs> and they're not what you thought, huh? No. See, quit assuming shit. You know what they say about assuming? Makes an ass of you and me. No ass of you. <laughs> I do that without assuming. So something that you don't have to assume that we're going to be at is Podbash this year. And it's going to be in Vegas. Can't wait. We've actually got a handful of Dallas people coming with us. Some of them you may or may not have heard stories about on our podcast. Actually, all of them you've probably heard yeah. stories about. <laughs> yeah, actually, they have, haven't they? <laughs> yes, all of them. Oh my God, they have. Yeah, so we're excited. We can't wait. Please come join us. There's probably a couple more rooms be just because people have you know things happen and then they'll end up having to cancel last minute if you're not familiar with pod bash again go back to listen to our last episodes on them from the last two years now one thing that popped into my mind the other day is we have the winner of our first year's shot contest coming back as well as the winner from the second year shot contest coming back we may have to have a battle of texas and oklahoma here to see who's the best creative sexy shot takers you know, they've been working on that, thinking that that's what we're going to do again. Well, both of them won manscaping clippers. We may have to do whoever loses it has to shave between the two <laughs> in front of everybody. We may have to do that. And here's the deal. That's not even our game that we've got planned for this year. Well, the one I remember I shaved a big penis on his... On Adam. On his chest. Oh, that was Adam. Yeah, that wasn't that's the, right. That wasn't the winner or loser. That was Adam. Oh, yeah. Adam's a winner in our book. Such a such a blur. There's so many crazy stories in that. <laughs> Anyways, if you want to be part of the fun, come join us in Vegas next month. Yeah. October 26, 27, 28. No, September. I'm I'm off by month. I'm sorry. September 26, 27th and 28th. Yes. It's going to be so much fun, especially being in Vegas. It's going to be a whole new level. Sin City will never be the same. Well, let's talk about the sexy date we just had last night. Yes. We went and played shuffleboard. Which I thought was going to be a pretty lame idea, but. (sighs) Shuffleboard is never a lame idea. For a date, that sounded a little wonky to me. 
You're bending like, over, showing boobs, rubbing up against each other, close quarters. It's fun. So we did something we don't normally do. We actually went out with a listener. We've always said we're not going to use this as a fishing tool, but this time it just worked. Now, we met them before, though. Were they listeners before? Here's the crazy deal. I, they were the ones that I told you saw us in naughty New Orleans when we were ambassadors, realized who we were, chose not to speak to us, thinking they weren't allowed to, and then we met them at a local pub crawl. Really? I didn't realize they were the ones that were that couple. That's crazy. Yeah, they messaged us later and said, we saw y'all, but didn't think we could talk to you. And we're like, what the fuck? See, so it can be detrimental working for the event sometimes. Yeah. Well, they definitely talked to us last night. We had a had a really good time. <laughs> she was on one of the groups as me and kind of exchanging some messages back and forth. And I was telling you that they were coming into town and wanted to hook up. And you're kind of going through your mental Rolodex since I'm the one that does online communications. And you said, who is this? And I pulled up a picture and you're like, oh, yeah, you did good on this one. Tell them to come on. <laughs> yep, it was fun. I have to say those one of those off-the-wall, quirky, sexy kind of dates. We were just going to meet them at Deep Ellum and just mention the shuffleboard bar because, one, we knew they had amazing drinks there, and, two, it was kind of centrally located and easy to get to. But when we got in there, you were I guess you didn't realize we weren't staying there and trying to get us a table, shuffleboard table, and they showed up. and Because you didn't communicate with me that we weren't going to shuffleboard because uh, you're not taking me to a shuffleboard place and I'm not playing. I'm sure if you're hearing shuffleboard on the listener end, you're thinking, okay, this is kind of hillbilly, but it's a downtown bar. It's very kind of swanky for what I it mean, is. I mean, we had espresso martinis all yes. night. Again, the drinks the drinks were killer, but everybody had, there's a bunch of separate boards, and it's just a one-way board. They are digital with GPS, I guess, on the pucks, so there are different type games. So as you're playing, it's you know showing your GPS readout. The crazy thing about it is it's also filmed. So when you get a score... It basically looks like a little ESPN video on the other end. So you're sitting there, you know, it's showing it from the far end and you're sliding it and everybody's watching and it shows your celebration dance or whatever stupid shit you do afterwards. Now, I will say this. Here's what's funny is the husband and I are very serious when we play and you could see how calculated we were. Yeah, and I have to say as far as matching up with people, that was kind of a good hookup because she said, you have to watch him. He cheats. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, that's Kimmy 100%. So the little side drama that was going on between the teams was pretty funny. She and I were just not not really taking it serious and kind of flirting. And you and him were all serious and cheating. We weren't cheating. But you he was can't my partner, cheat so. on those because it doesn't. But I will say that him and I sat there and we were calculating together like oh man i wonder if you do the puck down here what this <laughs> so as we were definitely having two different conversations in our groups <laughs> did you feel it was a sexy vibe between the groups even though it wasn't we weren't dancing or out at a makeout bar or anything like that what were your thoughts on it yeah no i thought it was really good cuz we got to know each other and like i said you're always rubbing up against each other you're i mean i even chest bumped at one point did you do one of those good game bump in the chest? I jumped up and chest bumped him, yes. The video part was catching that and doing a replay. We're like, oh, my God. You know, you you still know it's being videoed, but then you're like, oh, God, I look so stupid when I'm <laughs> doing the moonwalk after making a big score. Yeah, I realized real quick how I'm not as cute as I thought I was. <laughs> sure you are? No. You might be paying for some lip injections and some different stuff at this point. You were on your A game. I was kind of impressed and turned on about how your personality came out real quick. 
freaking alley always comes out. I don't but know just, why you think it doesn't. I don't know. You're just on your A game. I was I was really turned on. I was by relaxed it. and having fun. I, I'm going to say that's the cool thing about it is that, you know, sexy couple, good environment. Everybody was chill. There was no ulterior pressure. I didn't pressure. feel like I had to be on game to go have sex with someone. Like it was just fun. And that's what I like. When I say things need to naturally go is because I need to have fun and I need to be in the moment, you know, like, like I like to go bowling. I like to do dorky shit. I'll admit it. Well, we originally were just going to play one hour's worth of games and then go around Deep Ellum there to some of the other bars. That was the plan, at least, or, you know, rough plan in my head. But after our first set of games, we're like, okay, they have food here. Let's try the food here. And they scheduled us for another ta- table in pretty quick succession. Yes, I so, did schedule us for another table. Well, where I was going with that is we were having such a good time. There was no point of really... Going busting the groove else. and going anywhere else. I mean, yeah, the next thing we'd have gone to has probably been a dance club or, you know, lounge. And we're just like, hey, the vibe is good here. Let's just keep rolling with it. Let's not interrupt the flow. Well, and we got to sit down. We got to eat. And we, you know, it wasn't too loud. We were able to have a conversation. That is a big deal to me. Now, talk about conversations. After we finished the second set of games, we found a booth and we're having some more drinks and kind of stepping up the flirting and intensity a little bit. And... I hadn't brought this up to you, but one thing that I noticed is she and I were in a good conversation and you and him were in a good conversation. And as much as I like him, I didn't really feel the need to inter- you know, interact with him much. We were, we were both just kind of doing our own things, but we'd also be having our conversations and be like, Hey, what do you guys think about this? And kind of a group, group effort. Yeah, exactly. It was just, it was a good flow of everything. Well, that, and he was showing interest in you, which some guys get intimidated by you and don't do their jobs as much. I hate to say it. And if they either don't do their job or they get too pushy, he seemed to find the balance in the middle to show you a affection or yeah. interaction. Yeah. He didn't have any really red flags or anything that just turned me off. Talk about red flags. That was one thing that she and I had a conversation on is me and her were hitting it off pretty good. And I said, how are you feeling about the date? And she said, uh, he's hitting it off with her really good. And she said, I don't see any red flags from our side. And I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> Well, at one point, I did do the invite and isolate. I was actually literally legitimately having to go into the restroom, and she was too. And it was at the back of the bar through three or four more rooms. So I escorted her to the restroom. She went in the girls' room. I went in the guys' room, and I went in one of the stalls because that's all there was. And I swear to God, one of the guys I heard say, hey, girl, what's up? And I'm like, did she fucking come in here looking for me? <laughs> Which I, I think I heard it wrong. And as I was coming out of the restroom, she was already kind of heading down the hall. And I was like, hey, I want to show you this room back there which was the room that I showed you, that back uh, lounge one that looks like a library with the neons that you can take pictures and selfies by. So I was showing her that. And at, at that point, I was like, uh, would a kiss be out of the question? And she's like, no. So I got a nice little kiss from her there and kind of realized that we clicked pretty good. And, and she said that they were both having a really good time with us. Yeah. When I noticed that they kept checking in together, so that was nice. The other thing about the games is one thing I liked about the shuffle on it when we picked teams, we did guys versus girls. So, you know, it would put me down there at the end of the shuffleboard with her at the same time. And then it'd switch and put me and you down there at the same time. So you and I kind of got to check in. Hey, how's it going? Are you are you liking this guy? Are you liking this girl? So I just think the way everything flowed in this date was just really damn smooth. Yeah. As I mentioned, we kissed for a few seconds back there and we're walking back. The college crowd had pretty much showed up at that point. So we get to kind of the main area and I stopped her by, she was in front of me and I took her by the hips and stopped her. And I said, uh. I need to do something right quick. And I think I kind of said it under my breath. And she said, what? I said, guy things. I was like, Kimmy chooses not to hear when I say guy stuff. 
And she said, what were you saying? I said, I was saying I need to rearrange here. And she's like, oh, and then she's like, oh, okay. I was like, yeah, I'm a little turned on. So we get back to the booth and we're all kind of talking and making out a little bit. And at that point she starts bumping you, bumping me. I thought I was really trying to remain PG as much as I could. And I know you, (laughs) I know you sometimes get on my case and we were in a vanilla bar. I I do give the waitresses credit. The waitresses realized who was with who and didn't really make a scene about it or even any odd faces. You say that they didn't make faces, but yet we had to correct the, uh, yeah, the the last one that came in, she wasn't quite sure why you were in his lap and we were on the same check. No, they were actually really cool. They didn't care. Well, as you said, you saw her rubbing me. She and I were holding hands in the booth and she was letting her elbow brush against my junk. And I'm like, oh, God. And then finally she puts her arm down beside it and literally starts rubbing her forearm up and down it. I'm like, oh. And then she says, do you need to rearrange again? I'm like, you are not being fair here. <laughs> her tease game was pretty strong. Yeah. Well, and you enjoy that. You like that kind of stuff. Yeah. I like a good flirt and tease. As long as there's something backing it up. Well, we closed the bar down, surprisingly. It closed down early, I guess. I felt like it closed early. And so we all left and... And we can't say that we don't use this as a fishing tool now. So <laughs> Exactly. We do, we do occasionally audition playmates from our listeners. So just keep that in mind. Don't be afraid to talk to us. Yep. Sometimes it'll turn out positively. For us. I don't know how they <laughs> felt about it, but it was good for us. So going back to the little red flag conversation, that brought up something else. On a local Facebook chat, someone was talking about Basically, how people can get hooked up or attracted or attached to another couple or especially a unicorn that they play with. And that brought up a lot of conversations. And I brought up the fact that we say kind of frequently that we are typically a one-and-done type couple. Now, when I brought up the one-and-done part, a couple people were blasting me saying, well, that's kind of a red flag to me. Now, I don't consider us a red flag couple. Red flags can be very subjective to your morals and values and wants and needs. But to me, us saying we're kind of a one and done is not necessarily a red flag. No, and I do think we have a reason why we say one and done, which we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. But let's make the red flags our topic for, the, for this one. Well, let's go through and talk about some different red flags that we've seen either in the lifestyle or just in general. Like we said, this is based off our journey. You don't have to agree with us. We want you to think about what's red flags to you because ours might not be a red flag because that's what when we got going through here, some of the stuff maybe isn't a red flag to us, but other people it is. So let's go through our list here. Let's stick with the first one that we were called a red flag couple on. Let's talk about why we kind of consider ourselves one and done. And it's, it's not necessarily a set in stone. If the sex was good, and the vibe was good, and another future scenario works out, we're all about it. But what are your thoughts on why we we kind of lean towards one and done? Um, this is actually probably my biggest red flag, and it's because too many times we play with someone, and then it's we owe it to them next time to play with them again. Next time we see them, or every time we see them, they're thinking we're going to play. So they're isolating us from getting the chance to meet new people or 
if we're at a club and they haven't got a hookup, they see us and then it's all of a sudden at the end of the night, they're expecting to go and play with us when they haven't talked to us the whole time. And that's also one of the things you like about the hot wife situation is, you know, these wives are out here looking for different experiences. The guys are typically doing the same thing. They're not looking for a hookup or they're not looking for a relationship. So it's kind of, hey, there's the sex. It was good. Sometimes seems like the lifestyle people want to aim for a poly situation which there's nothing wrong with that. We're not anti-poly. Seems like sometimes the possessiveness can get a little out of hand. Yeah, and it also to the point where we've seen it with us that they're telling other people that we don't play or this or that because they don't want anyone else to play with us. It's a possession deal, and I don't like that. I'm not anyone's possession. Are we each other's possessions? I would say to a point, but we still have free range on our thought processes. So I have free range in saying no to someone just like you do. And vice, you know, like we can say yes or no. Still, we get that freedom. Thank you. And sometimes we get blasted online by people with little different views, which everybody has them. But I'll say, you know, she has the ultimate say so on who I do do or don't sleep with and Vice vice versa. And some people say, I'm not my husband or wife's possession. I can sleep with whoever I want. I'm like, oh, that's that's not our rules. Yeah. but so, it's, it's just the way that they're taking it and it's coming across to them. And so they need to look at how they really are in their relationships. So do you think having too many rules is a red flag? I know they were debating this online. And for me, I don't think that it is because when we first came in, The rules are for the couple to be comfortable in the lifestyle. So like even when we started, we had all these rules and now we're down to what, two or three. I mean, that's for the couples. And I'm not looking for someone else to fit our rules, basically. Like, oh, we have 50 rules. Let's put them side by side and see if they match. Yeah, you're not doing that. These rules are for the couples. Maybe you don't fit into their rules. Like, let's say... Our rule is no anal penetration. Then you have another couple that says we only do anal penetration. Well, then we're just not a match. You just move on. That's not necessarily a red flag. That's just that's their, what they do. This is what we do, and we move on. I think if someone said that, we had a bunch of rules. We just have to say, give us the lowdown of what your rules are. Are there any deal breakers there that would make us not fit? I mean, yeah. ours are pretty basic. Condoms and no anal. Outside of that, everything's pretty flexible. So how do ours match up with yours? Now, if you say, can't fuck doggy style, can't 69, can't do this, can't do that, then we're probably going to start saying, okay, that's stuff we like to do, so we're not going to be a fit. Sorry. I don't don't consider that a red flag. That doesn't mean that you're toxic or anything like that. It just means that, hey, our play style does not line up. Yeah. Talking about the, the boundaries and the rules, one thing that we hear a lot is the no kissing rule. Um, a lot of people say that's a red flag. For me, when I was younger, I had an experience where a guy would not kiss me. And but he was doing all this other stuff to me. And so I felt it made me feel almost like a prostitute. Like I felt weird about it. When you were younger, like high, high school or no, pre-marriage? Like, um, before you, but okay. after my first husband. Okay, so... St- in the dating scene in your yes. 20s. Okay, I'm trying my, to get the time frame right. Yeah, dating scene in my 20s, uh, way before I even probably had met you, to be honest. Was he married? 
No. Okay, go ahead. I'm just, I'm trying to get my head around this. <laughs> and so he wouldn't kiss me, but we were doing all this crazy stuff sexually. And it just made me feel like a prostitute. You know, like I, I felt weird about it. And so I just didn't, for me, if you're not going to kiss me, and we don't have to like make out constantly, but that's something I will pass on. Did you have herpes? No. Did you have bad breath? No. I'm I'm, I'm mind blown on this one. Now I I could see. He felt like it was intimate. He felt it was too intimate, but yet it blew my mind because I was like, I'm literally hanging out with your family. I've gone on vacation with your parents and you. I pretty much was staying with him and my son was an infant and his mom would watch my kids but he wouldn't kiss me. I'm mind blown on this one. And I can see some couples reasoning on not wanting to kiss if they're married because of the intimacy, but being in a single dating situation, I mean, I'm going to pin you down and ride you like national geographic. I don't think that's any less intimate than kissing at that point. So I, I can understand it from a married couple situation, but in a single world dating world yeah. that I can't even comprehend. And so that's one reason that I don't think it's, a, it's kind of a red flag to me. Like why, why don't you want to kiss me? I mean, if you're going to do other things with your mouth to me, but I guess I just don't do long, prolonged kissing. So I don't think of it like we're just, we're just not going to sit around and kiss all day. To me, it's not a red flag. It's just a deal breaker, though. And I don't yeah. consider those the same thing. I'm just like, hey, I'm passionate. I want to kiss. Oftentimes, I enjoy making out as much as I do the actual intercourse. Yes, we all know you like to kiss a lot of yep, people. Yep, I know. <laughs> so our date, we were there towards the end of the night and I said something about I can't wait to get her pussy in my mouth and she's like I know that I've heard that already and I was like you've heard it she's like from your show I'm like oh fuck I was such in the moment that I forgot I didn't have any idea what fucking show she was talking about for two minutes <laughs> go ahead I'm sorry yeah so anyways um I don't know that that one isn't interesting if that's a red flag or not and again all these red flags are objective to what your views and values are yeah. What's what's a red flag to us may not be a red flag to somebody else. Another thing that we have heard and is actually kind of a red flag uh, to me and you is talking poorly about others and past partners, play partners. I do not like that. No, I consider that a red flag because why do you need to brag? Yeah. And the other deal as far as me from a red flag position is do you have the consent of the other people to be talking about what they did? Now, going forward with that, if you're talking about those people, chances are you're going to be talking about us, good or bad. And we may not want that information out there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because it could have been that it was a great hookup or it just didn't work out. You know, like maybe it just wasn't the right fit. And so why are you doing that? And if your trait is to badmouth people to make yourself feel good, then you're going to do that to everyone and anyone, and I don't want to be around that. Here's one that we see a lot, especially with new couples coming in the lifestyle, is unicorn hunters. What are your thoughts? Is that a red flag, or is that just a preference? I think that's a preference. Um, Because? Well, because people want threesomes. People want, and it's not just, sorry, they say unicorns because, let's be honest, a lot of people come into the lifestyle looking for that other female because females want to play. Want to try bisexuality. Yes. And so I don't think that's a red flag, but maybe some of the reasonings why, like, because we have heard a few people say, well, I don't want my husband 
playing with another female or I don't want my wife playing with another male. Those are red flags because there's, there's an insecurity and jealousy. But just coming in saying, hey, we only play with unicorns because they have a good experience. That's different. On that, I would say watch for red flags, though, because how many times have we seen someone come in? You know, the husband and wife got this big idea of, hey, we're wanting a unicorn. But then as they get comfort with it, the woman starts thinking, okay, I'm not opposed to, you know, there are good looking guys here. I'm not opposed to it. And we have seen situations where couples come in looking for unicorns and played with the single girls or whatever. But then the wife starts getting eyes for a guy and it starts causing friction. How many times has the woman said, oh, I only want my husband. But then she's flirting with another guy at the party and suddenly there's drama going on. Yeah. Oh, here's one that you actually get upset by this one. It's not me for once. When someone says that no one else can get them off. Okay, let me go off this one. It doesn't make me mad, but I typically will not actively pursue play with that one. And it's not that I don't think I can get them off. A couple different things. If you're so set in your head that you can't do it, you may not want to enjoy it. Yeah. You know, I hope we go into the next play session where the guy gets you off, you know, and you have a real good time. I, I don't want that mentality you ever have that mentality of I can't enjoy this because it's going to make my husband uncomfortable and that that's what that's the way I view it more than anything but the other deals I, I know your buttons to push it's easier for me to get you off than some guys I'd say yeah Correct? because you we've been together yeah. for so long so I, I understand that from a woman's perspective is hey my husband knows the buttons to push but if she has it in her head that no other guy's going to do it because not as good or this or that then I also feel like she's probably mentally holding back in an effort to keep her husband uh, ego in check. Well, and on the flip side, we use condoms. So I want to say I know a guy gets off, but he could easily fake it with a condom. Uh, uh, uh. Okay, I'm done. Yeah. Let me go throw this away. But also, if I'm giving a blowjob to someone, I'm not going to expect them to go. And I've had guys say, hey, I just don't get off. And that's fine. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. But it's not like, oh... Well, you can't get me off. Only my wife can. Because then that's when I'm like, then why am I fucking giving you a blowjob? That's literally my thought process. Another red flag, especially for me, is when people change rules on the spot. You know, you're playing with them or I would almost say it goes into they act different when their spouse is there and when they're not. Because it might be you can only communicate together and then their spouse goes to the bathroom and then they're all over you. Or they're messaging you on the side or, you know, just that whole thing kind of groups together. I have a problem with that. I think the very best piece of advice we ever got when we got into this was pick your rules, stick through them until you talk about them again and change. And we're also advised don't change at an event or a play session. Yeah. I, th I think for that reason, things have worked out for us pretty good. We've gone through play sessions and be like, okay, kissing's now fine. Let's do it. And we made an agreement then, but... If we did it in the heat of the moment, hey, I might be thinking with my dick. You might be thinking uh, with your pussy because you got a little bit too much alcohol. You know, there's things involved that can change your perspective in the middle of play. You know, the heat of passion can change things dramatically. And we've seen people change their rules on a fly and come out the other side not as good. Ooh, thinking of that, I just had one on top of my head is where they basically take, I don't want to say take one for the team, but they say we've had this where they're like, oh, well, I picked last time, so I owe this play for my husband. And I'm just like, what? We often say this isn't a one-in-one -one deal. And like I said, if we were keeping score of what you've allowed me versus what I've allowed you, it would be pretty one-sided. 
Yeah. But I've also never made you sleep with somebody that was scabby just so I could hook up with a sexy wife. I don't feel. I hope, <laughs> hope that's not a conversation. No. But yeah, we, go, we go into this couples-wise agreeing who we're interested in and pursue them. And if it doesn't happen, we're not going to shift just to get our dick or pussy wet. Yeah. Well, and we've also heard the, uh, we did this to save our marriage because one was cheating. Yeah, not to judge, but that one's a red flag for me. Yeah. Because I don't think the lifestyle is meant to save marriages. I think it's built to enhance it. And that's why we sometimes have problems deciding to move forward with a new dynamic. You know, are, are we changing to improve our enjoyment to this? Or are we making adjustments just well, and so one or the other can play more? Yeah, and we've said this early on. If you have a crack in your foundation at the house, it's going to get worse. So if you're saying that your marriage is already cracked, the lifestyle puts a lot of stress on it. If you're not communicating and you're having issues because people start holding in and, you know, the communication has got to, you've got to increase your communication and make, you know, enjoying this together. So if you're already having issues, you're not going to enjoy this with your spouse. We've been at this, let's just say 20 years. Have we met anybody that said swinging fixed or saved our marriage? No. I don't think we have. I don't think they said, hey, he was a constant cheater until we did this and now things are better. We have heard of him that he was a constant cheater. They got into this. And they're divorced he has, because... He ended up having a baby on the side with somebody that he didn't tell her about. We, yeah. We've seen that. Or they're divorced or they um, have attached on to another person in the lifestyle. You can't have a crack in your foundation. Well, another one that kind of ties into that is we're in the lifestyle. We agree to it, but we play and we don't know what, want to know what the other is doing. What's your thoughts there? I don't understand why you're together if you don't want to know what your partner's doing. I mean, that is how I feel. And if someone that's in this kind of marriage and relationship talk to me and change my mind on this, but I just feel like, why would you not want to know what your spouse is doing? I It's okay for your spouse to go out and date, but why would you not want to know about it? You and I have had this conversation. You may or may not want to know details. You may be like, hey, I'm fine with it. I just don't want to hear all the details. You said in a podcast that you don't want to know if this girl or that girl is the best blowjob, best sex, whatever I've had. You don't want to know it. You know, I'm, I'm happy. I enjoyed it. That's the extent of it. And some people may look at that as a red flag. I might not want to know the detail details, but I do want to know that you're having sex with someone, that you've gone out with someone, you know, just even just the general stuff. I feel like I should know. But we flat out know people that they have no idea what their partner's doing. And like you travel. So, I mean, you could have a second family in every town, far as I know. I mean, we know people that have done that. And to me, I'm like, then why are we together if that's going to be the case? Well, one thing we heard a lot of when we first started this was bait and switch tactics. What is that? Let's just say this would tie into changing rules. You know, our rule in, in the beginning was same room, 100%, full swap, same room. Now, people would try to split us. And I do remember people trying to get us to play under different houses, hotels, etc., what we used to hear was the bait and switch is I would go off with the wife, husband would go off with you. I would get to the room with the wife and she'd be like, oh, well, I only do hand jobs. I only do oral. I'm on my period. Meanwhile, you're thinking everything's going good with me and her and y'all are doing full swap. And then we get back together and compare notes. Now, we've heard of couples that that was pretty much their M.O. You know, she didn't want to be in it, but she's like, OK, I'll jerk a guy off and be done or make out with him or whatever. So yeah. that, that would be a big red flag. We used to hear a lot of that, and that was kind of one of the horror stories that scared us away from separate room play originally. Yeah, and, well, to an extent, we still hear that a little bit, but it's not, I guess no one has really 
said what it is. <laughs> well, you made a funny comment about me traveling and having separate families. That would kind of tie into some online stuff as well. Problems we've had with people that were kind of a red flag to us was the guy would only message during certain hours of the day. So to me, that tells me that he's away from his family. Uh, they may not be aware of what's going on. He's trying to set up something on the side. Or the no pictures of the husband and only the wife. That falls into that, too. That would be the bait and switch. That would be, yeah. using, well, that, that would be a total bait and switch. He's using her as bait, and then you show up, and he's Quasimodo. Yeah. The use or lack of use on condoms is a red flag to us. I'm going to say that's probably one of our most strict rules. Anal might be flexible with enough conversation, but condoms is, for us, a 100% maker or deal breaker. And I can see where this, for some people, could be debated. Because, I mean, we were literally playing with someone and they were like, why use condoms whenever, you know, we're all doing oral or doing this or that? And we could get into the SDI comments and all this stuff. But with that said, in the lifestyle, you know, there's STIs and you run the risk and everything. So if we choose not to and we want to use our condoms and then people are just kind of like, eh, whatever. That just to me is a red flag of do they even care? about their bodies? Do they care about the partners they're with? Because we care about our partners and want to make sure that, number one, we're not getting anything and we're not giving anything. We had a semi-regular, more than a one-and-done couple that we had played with, and they were talking about going to an event, and they brought up the fact of playing in a hot tub with a couple, and you brought up, well, how do you use condoms? And they said, well, we trusted them enough that we went ahead and played without it. And we're just kind of like, oh, okay, well, that's cool, as long as you trust them. And we got and out. This is someone you just met and you trust them. Yeah. And we got out the car and you said, What are your thoughts? I'm like, they, We are done with them. Now, I'm not going to be stupid and say that anybody we played with has always used condoms. No. Yeah. And, and we, we got to be realistic. I can, I can guarantee you 100% we always have. There's never been a play situation where we did not use condoms. I can't guarantee that everybody we played has followed the same strictness as us. But if they will openly say, you know, if we openly hear them say, Well, we trusted them enough. If you did it once, you're probably doing it multiple times. And I'm sorry, but even if we've been a regular play partner and I hear that, we're done. We've dodged the bullet by not catching anything from you so far, but that's not going to guarantee it's going to happen every time. Well, and it just shows that you can't sit there and have a conversation with us and say you use condoms and then turn around and say, well, we don't. We trusted them. Fuck, I don't trust anybody. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I love and respect all my friends, but can't trust your judgment. Well, since we're talking about condoms, let's talk about bed notchers because that seems to be... A red flag for you and me. <laughs> when we first started, that was a concern. Is they're just they're looking for a number or just a notch on their bed. You say I'm more DTF. Do you feel I'm a bed notcher now? No, because I feel like to you, you say a bed notcher is low hanging fruit, and I don't think you're going after low hanging fruit. You're just not sleeping with everyone. You don't feel you have to go out and have sex with people, and some people do though. Some people think that if they don't have sex. Every time they go out to a lifestyle deal, then it's just a waste of time. We've met those people that they're like, hey, are you looking to hook up tonight? We're like, oh, if we find the right couple, and even if we hem-haw around that much, they're like, okay, it was nice meeting you. They're, they're done talking to us. Yeah. We've also met a couple that one time came up and said, oh, are y'all new? We're like, no, we've been in this about 20 years. And they said, oh, well, it's great meeting you guys, and walked on. And when we were comparing notes with some friends about them, because they were a good-looking older couple, they're like, oh, yeah, they're newbie hunters. That's all they go after. Which is which is crazy because another red flag on that is the newbie learning curve is what I'm going to call it. 
because a lot of people were like, oh, we don't play with newbies. And we kind of said that. We kind of go back to it, though. I know of a couple local that got into it during COVID, and we hooked up with them on a date afterwards. And they said, oh, we've only played with one couple. And you and I were kind of like, oh, go win some races and then come back and talk to us again. But I think from us being experienced, I don't want to be the reason that their relationship doesn't work out because they did play with us. So that uh, I would say that I I do keep the newbies as a red flag, but I want to know why they're in it. If their marriage is solid and their relationship is solid, then it's different to me. I would say they're probably a yellow flag. Newbies. They're hard, maybe. Yeah. Well, we're going to get a little shady with this one, but let's just talk about people being rude in general. I think to us, that's a red flag. I don't think we can hang out. I damn sure can't have intimacy with a woman that's a bitch or rude. Let's talk about that as being a red flag. There's a couple different ways we can look at this. One. You hear me sighing. Yeah. Can we be intimate with someone that is rude to you or me, the opposite spouse? No. And I will say this. A lot of times you go after more alpha females. So if they're rude to me, that's a fucking no. And I won't let a woman disrespect you. And by the same token, I don't want you to allow a man to disrespect me. No. I have had females that won't speak to me and that are rude. And I've literally just went and been like, no, this isn't happening. And I didn't tell you necessarily why at the time, but I have said no to people. And I will respect that and own that 100% of the time. I, again, I told you I felt a little bad. I didn't get a lot of interaction with the guy on our date last night, but we have before. And yeah. I would I would totally go sit and drink whiskey with him all night when there wasn't a date situation involved. So I'm hoping he doesn't take that as a sign of disrespect that he and I didn't interact a lot. He was doing good with you. But you, was, guys, you guys did interact when we were playing uh, the shuffleboard. So you can't say that you didn't interact right. with him. You just didn't interact when we sat down at the table. Yeah, it's not like we're sitting across the bar glaring at each other. It no. just we, we were involved with each other's wives. So I don't think that that was a it's, fair It's not statement. a comparison. No. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to say red flag online about being rude because I'm going to be honest. Sometimes things come across online not the way that people mean it. And I'm going to be honest. I'm going to call you out for this. Sometimes you come across a little bit ruder to someone that's a little more sensitive and doesn't know your personality. And sometimes you're just trying to throw something out there to see if you can get someone to say something. I'm brash. I say the first thing that comes to my head. And I very seldomly put shit out there just to be be offensive. Yeah. Yeah. We can just play off that. Disrespecting your own spouse while you're out. Yeah. Which you and I have been out before where we haven't been in the best and that's something we say if, if we're not at our best we're not going to go out but we've... we either try to remove ourselves and regroup or we just know like hey we're not getting along this is not going to be you know but with that said I think the couple we were with the other night she's like you do have a good interaction it's you know we pick on each other I'm not going to lie but I'm not going to be like oh you dumb whore you're with so and so and you know that that shit's not going to come out you and I pick at each other Especially when we're playing fucking shuffleboard, it got downright nasty a couple times. But <laughs> that's that's just us. Um, that's our competitive nature. But there's no there's no maliciousness to it. No. Ooh, talking about being rude. Let's talk about this. Is actually, I didn't know this was a red flag until some of the people we've been around down here is how someone treats people in the service industry. That is. We didn't know it was a red flag till we've started seeing this quite a bit. Because as social swingers, you go out to bars, you go out to restaurants, and if you take someone out to fuck anywhere and they're rude to people, it becomes noticed not only by you but the people.
people that are talking to and people around you. And it becomes uncomfortable. And I don't want to be with those fucking people. If you have to be a Karen and call the manager over, and we had a group of people that every time we would go out to dinner, something was wrong with their dinner. They had to call in the manager, and it got to the point where we're like, we're not going out with them anymore. I mean, they literally got banned from like a sports bar. It was so embarrassing. A restaurant, and you have to act pretty fucking stupid to get kicked out of a Hooters. Yes. We went out on a date with Hot Rod Miss Kitty, and this was one of our first dates with them. We went to a little sports bar, and I ordered shrimp and grits, and it came out basically water with some shit floating in it. I mean, they went to set <laughs> it, it down, and I saw it sloshing back and forth, and she's a big foodie as well, as well as Cajun food person, and she was kind of looking at it, and I stuck my spoon in there, and it was like milk water. It was it was about as thick as uh, almond milk. And she's giving me a look, and I, I caught the waitress. I'm like, hey, I'd never do this, but I was like, this is... But you Just were, nasty. You were nice about it. You weren't like, oh, this is shit. Yeah. By the flip side, if I'd flung the plate at the girl yeah. or called out the manager and made a big scene, I, I just told her, I'm like, this this is not acceptable. I was like, could you get them to make me another plate and actually put some grits in it? And she came back and she said, well, here's the problem. We're out of grits. I'm like, okay. So that's why mine looks so shitty is I've got a, a two quarts of water with a pinch of grits yeah. in it. But again, if the, I think our other group that we were talking about, they made a huge scene and probably got us one banned the, from there. Yeah, so. one of their meal paid for and all yeah. this stuff. I mean, we went out with someone in New Orleans, and it was just like frustrating because everything we would order, they were out of. None of us were rude to the waiter. They were out of bourbon. They were yes. out of vodka. But it was they were out like, of potatoes, dude. You he, know, like that was we weren't rude to the service staff. We it, were just frustrated that we kept trying to order every little thing. Went to an upscale restaurant and everything yes. they were out of. It's like, tell us what you have so we can just order and make this easy. But to the point where what we're talking about is people that, it's almost like they want a free meal or, you know, just something. And you're just like, really? You're you're not above the staff. Oh, I get embarrassed if, if it's not legit and you're cussing out a manager. I will, I'll almost get up and leave. That will be a definite no-go that we're hanging out ever again if, if we make it through the dinner at all. Well, we could talk about this all day. Let's talk about... Since we kind of touched on Facebook a little bit, to me, a red flag and a toxic person is when they're talking about their relationship issues online. I have a problem with that. I mean, if you're asking questions like, how do I handle this or what can I do? But if you're just like, you know, blasting, you know, and you know what I'm talking about, because a lot of people forget how they're coming across. What's sacred at that point? If you're going to put your personal stuff out there, you're damn sure if we have anything go wrong, you're going to blast me, so... I don't want to be around that person either. Well, let's kind of move to kind of the same thing, but toxic traits. I would say people that are um, prejudiced is a toxic trait and a big red flag to me. I just, I can't. There's no place in the world for that anymore. We had a couple that we met at an event, friended them. Now, when you friend someone on Facebook, you can then see pretty much what they're posting in odd groups that you're not even in. But everything they were posting about, they were posting about the Little Mermaid, uh, the young yeah. black girl. Oh, everything has to be woke now. I'd seen them putting anti-transgender stuff and just, well, you're born this. And I, and if that's your view, cool. But it got to the point where as I'm reading their stuff, I'm like, I don't even want to have their profile on my profile. You don't want to be associated with I, them. I don't agree with anything that you say. We're not going to be friends. We're damn sure not playing now. So yeah. sometimes people will bear their true colors really quick. Yeah. Especially when they realize that you're not seeing it. Another toxic trait would be alcohol and drug use. We harp on that a lot because we run into it so much. Just my yeah. question is, if you have to, I, we're, we're fine with going out and having a few drinks before a date and relaxing. 
But if you're kind of prefacing it with, I need to take the edge off before we do it, why do you need to take the edge off? You could call me right now and I will pretty much fuck you in your fr- in my front yard. Oh, mm-hmm. see, there he is. <laughs> there, what did I say? There, there's that DTF motherfucker. No, I just, I, I, there's no qualms about what I'm doing. You and I are secure in it. I'm secure in what I'm doing. So why do we need to start involving alcohol or drugs, which is not really going to help your performance anyway? Yeah, exactly. It's going to impair your judgment. It's going to not make your body function like it's supposed to. So why are we bringing drugs and alcohol into a place scenario? Damn, we're preachy today, aren't we? Yep. And it's going to get worse because we're going to start talking about arrogant and narcissists. Okay, that's one that could rub us wrong, but why is that a red flag? Let me set this up for you. Confidence versus arrogance. I'm going to sit here and say, man, I've got some of the nicest calves that there are. We're at Naughty New Orleans. I don't think there's anybody with nicer calves than me. Is that confidence or is that arrogance? No, that's being arrogant. Okay, how? Well, it's because you're basically putting everyone else down to make yourself feel good. You shouldn't be doing that. Okay. You should and be I'll, accepting I'll, of everyone's And I'll, I'll agree with that. Now, why it may be true, I'm saying it out loud, so therefore I'm being arrogant about it. Now, if I'm sitting here in my head saying, hey, I worked my ass off to get these calves, I'm proud of them, that's confidence. There's a, there's a fine line but also a big difference between the two, and that goes with people's sexual prowess, their looks, their jobs. We've slept with people well outside of our tax bracket. Yeah. And they've clicked very well. And by the same token, we've slept with people under our tax bracket that we've clicked with very well. So what you have, what you've done, what you are, you may be proud of, but it plays very little in the lifestyle unless that is what your goal is and what you're basing your lifestyle existence off of. And I know that we kind of talked about the Facebook a little bit, but I am going to bring up the trolling and the drama in all the groups. That's a toxic trait to me. If you purposely, and we touched this when we were talking a second ago, but if you're purposely trying to start fights and drama between people and groups, we should all be a community where we all kind of get get along here kind of for the same reasons. We just want to have sex with each other. Like, why are we all having all this drama? It should be that easy, but it's not. No, yeah. You're still dealing with middle school mentalities with a lot of these people. Yeah, exactly. That's a toxic trait and a red flag. Inflexibility. We kind of touched that earlier. Been in the rules last minute. I do like bringing that up once again because some people are really good about trying to sell you on what they're doing. Hey, I know you don't play as a couple, but do play as a couple. Hey, I know you don't play separate, but do play separate. Hey, let's do separate rooms. Let's do separate hotels. Why are you so dead set? We, we could be flexible. Somebody we really want, and we have. Yeah. Someone, there, they were like, we're more into separate room play. And you and I are like, we trust them. We trust each other. So it's a go. But if somebody's absolutely working their ass off to sell you on their style of play versus meeting you in the middle on yours, that puts up a warning. Some There's some reason why they are trying to make you flex on your rules. Well, and like one thing that we've learned is that we ask, why do you guys play separately? Well, because she's loud and I can't concentrate. All right. You that's, know. A, that's a very real answer. Yes, we've heard that. <laughs> I've heard it bad enough my ears hurt. <laughs> That's a toxic trait if they're trying to push you into something that feels like they're trying to hide or cover up. They're trying to be shady, basically. Stick to your guns on your rules. If we were to advise a newbie on anything, that would be our best best one. Rules can always be changed as you grow and develop and get more comfort. But if you have to flex just to play with somebody else, chances are something's not going to work out to your favor. Yeah. And I'm going to list a few um, just kind of here real kind of grouped together. They describe their exes as crazy or, you know, talk negative about them. They're talking negative about their self to make you 
like, oh, build their confidence. Like, there's a way. You know what I'm you you know what I'm saying, right? We should have tied that one into the arrogance or confidence because you deal yeah. with that and guys wanting to do the, oh, you probably wouldn't like me because of, and you're like, yeah, I'm, I, if you're going to be that down on yeah. yourself. I, you need to have a little more confidence. Re- um, reach down, grab those balls, act like you got a pair. Yeah. Guys or girls, either one. And then also that they put you down in a teasing way. Like, uh, let's say a girl that's thicker. They're like, oh, look at that ass. But it makes her feel uncomfortable, but they're just doing it just to make themselves feel good. And I don't like that shit. Oh, one thing you mentioned there was describing their exes as crazy. I would have to say if they have that conversation multiple times, you know, once, twice, hey, that might be a thing. But multiple times, there's a common denominator, and chances are it's not your exes. Chances are it's you. And that was one thing we read that the biggest thing about a narcissist personality is everybody around them is crazy, this and that. Well, I think you are the uh, common denominator if you really look at it. Ooh, another one is when they respond poorly, when you take time away from them. Like, let's say you guys are hot and heavy and you're doing everything together and then you go out on another date or you just don't do anything with them for a couple weeks and they get crazy. That goes back to one of our very first ones of one and done. Yeah. Hey, if we just tell you we're going to have a fun time and that's it, do you want it or not, then you have to buy into it. But then if you start getting feelings and emotions, then you run into situations like this. Yeah. Or, I mean, same thing as they become too connected to one of the partners. And we have, I've actually seen that where I've had a female almost get possessive of you. Holy smackola. We were just kind of kicking this idea around of what we wanted to talk about here and warmed up the microphones and it just started spewing, didn't it? It did. It's easy, though, when you start talking about red flags. And here I wasn't thinking that there was that many or we'd be able to build off of it, but I think we had to stop ourselves a little bit short from everything we wanted to say. We could have kept going for sure. Now, here's the deal. It may not necessarily be a red flag to you. This is all subjective to you and your values and what you can fucking put up with. Well, and that's what some of this stuff was even people were saying online what red flags were. And so we were kind of saying some of the stuff that some we have seen that maybe weren't red flags to us, but we were like, wait a minute, this is to someone else. There's always a basis to the truth. I think all in all, just be a good person. Think of how you're coming across to other people and don't be a fucking Facebook warrior. So what else would you like to rant? I don't have anything else to rant about. So let's go have fun. Come to Pod Bash and let's flamingle. Thank you for listening. Please reach out to us and let us know your thoughts. If you're interested in reaching out to us, you can find us on Twitter at SwingingFlamin1. We are on Instagram as Swinging Flamingos. We can also be found on Facebook as Swinging Flamingo Podcast. Be sure and check out all the other great shows on Full Swap Radio. And be sure and grab our sexy merch available on FullSwapShop.com. And as always, let's go Flamingo! Don't be a fucking computer keyboard troll. Keyboard warrior. Keyboard warrior. <laughs> fucking bitch. I'm so pissed off. I went off script and you can't keep going. <laughs>